0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the AI Fantasy Football Show. I'm this week's host—I <laughs> don't even know who the hell the host is meant to be. Um, I'm the—I'm sh- the, sh- the host of this show, shall we just say? Um, guy drink- and Joining me is Jay Reed. How are you doing, Jay?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Eventful morning, but I'm here now. I'm finally got a fancy pod together. The cursed pod has ended.
0: <laughs> um, and joining us is Simon Dowling. How are you doing, so si?
2: I'm yeah, I'm not bad at all. Yeah. we finally got this thing on the road, so curse is broken But oh, oh, apes, ta- apes time the charm i reckon
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but simon i mean we, there's, there's a few things i want us to react to but I, I won't do the usual crack of going through player by player. i mean ju- just your just what was your score in the last week obviously a few big games with uh, liverpool v united and
2: stuff i mean a bit of a low scoring week going off the average how did you do uh, so last week I got 57 points, um, which actually seems to be pretty high. And I just want to say, as a bit of a brag, uh, this was the first week that my captain hasn't got an attacking return all season, which is a pretty nice run. But I, f- I finally lost it on Mo Salah for people, you even though he had an assist. Yeah, he, he had an assist, but then it was taken away because he just looked at the ball as it went in and I don't know why they ever it was even ever up on the website so I know it was it was a bit of a maverick pick and it completely backfired especially because I I, I I had my advice on Sterling so yeah it was a bit of a bit of a bollocks move but sure, look, had to happen anyway
0: <laughs> yeah I mean well 57 is quite good yeah yeah exactly oh, for, no 43 the average was um yeah, I mean, any other big scorers? Obviously, I think well, you've done better than me to put it that, put it clearly. Uh, but any other big scorers?
2: Uh, Jimenez and Fabianski both got me nine. They're my top scorers.
0: Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. I mean, we will probably come back onto some of the uh, well, especially the West Ham players. And uh, Jimenez might be another one to discuss in a bit. But Jay, how did you do last uh, last game week?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I'm back to average, and when I say back to average, my last three weeks i have literally hovered around the average mark, so this last game week I got 45, obviously two points above average. Previous week I was two points below average. Previous week before that I was 15 above average. Previous week before that I was one point below average, so I'm literally coasting along as uh, a certain team from Manchester have been doing the last few weeks, so... My best scorer this week was Sane with 10 and for some reason I've not changed my captain for the last few weeks it's been Harry Kane and he's coasting along as well so I got 10 for him, obviously it was an assist in the final minutes for Ericsson uh, but other than that, my only other notable point scorer was Wamba bissaka with 6 so mm. I'm really seriously looking at probably upgrading my defence I've got a pretty settlement midfield and strike force sort of sort of settled on for now but yeah i need some work and kind of wishing this january wildcard window will hurry up and come along for me
0: yeah i mean i think i'm quite comfortable with my team but i think last week um was a, it, well it was a bad week for me um i got 45 but i did take a minus eight because i needed a bit of surgery on my team so uh, 37 for me um not great, but, I mean, the free transfers I made, I brought Alisson in probably the bad week to do it because we had Man United. But, I mean, we should have had a clean sheet in that game if it wasn't for Alisson, a dickhead. <laughs> um, and who else did I bring? I brought in Kalasniak, who was in good form but decided that would be the week to get injured, so that worked out beautifully. And I also brought in Solomon Rondon, who got seven, which uh, was it seems to have been quite a good pick-up because, well, but he, he's... These Newcastle's biggest fret and seven. threat. yeah
1: pretty
0: heavenly, yeah, though
1: we we did I did actually
2: give you a bit of flack for that, and it's paid off, hasn't it? Yeah. so yeah well
1: done.
0: and Simon did not put you off copying me
2: um well i I had thought about bringing him in and actually as part of a it's part of a pit, but i um I didn't do it, but I did end up bringing in um Palibas who scored, so that was pretty that was still pretty good. Yeah, Hollow So it worked out kind of journalism. the same. Yeah.
1: My uh, inspired substitution this week was David Silva for Son Young Min, and obviously it was this oh, week oh, okay. that Pochettino, <laughs> Pochettino decided that Son was best suited to sit on the bench in the rain. Uh, uh, <laughs> so that backfired at one point. Oh dear, but uh,
0: yeah, I mean my captain was Sterling who didn't start the game but for- fortunately got me 12, well 6 point eagle in 12 points if you captained him so that kind of saved my arse, luckily other than that, as I said, Rondon got me 7 wan Basaka came on as a sub for 6 uh, which was quite lucky as well other than that, not really much else Chikorito seems to be in a good pickup since um, Arnautovic got injured I think that's who I directly went to but um, lads, I mean we uh, obviously there's the big news, I mean, it's not really fantasy-related, but it could become fantasy-related, because obviously Mourinho has been sacked by Man United, and they've hired Ollie Goodness Solskjaer on an interim basis, wh- whether, he, whether he lasts all that run, who knows, but um, Simon, I'll start with you, I mean, Mourinho, Mourinho, obviously known for his defensive football, but I mean, nobody was picking up a defensive player from Man United this season, other than like maybe Luke Shaw, but do you think Oligoodasol Shire comes in and possibly makes players like Martial Rashford I'm not gonna say Lukaku, <laughs> but do you think he's possibly even Pogba more audible?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I don't really think he's gonna do much. He's not really I mean, he was he managed uh Cardiff to uh, like nearly the bottom of the championship and I mean I think he's probably just going to play quite middle of the road, I'd say. And I don't think he's going to be particularly attacking or defending. I think he's going to just try and uh, maybe finish in that in fifth or sixth. Uh, Realistically, I don't think they're going to do much better than that. But, I mean, I still think that Martial is probably the only option that I'd be looking at anyway, just because he's not that expensive. He plays quite far forward. And maybe because um Maybe a new manager will be a little bit. Uh, he might be a little bit more nailed on because he probably has been the best player all season. And you think that if you're kind of in the door, your best thing would just be to pick the most informed people first for a little while. Mm. But um, do we know what kind of a a um, what kind of a system that he tends to play with, or anything? I don't really know much about his managerial um, I, career.
0: I was watching a. Mark Goldbridge thing, of course, well it popped up on my Twitter and I thought why not? Um, <laughs> he was ta- he was talking about how how we used a, a four a, f- a four three three or a four two three one uh, at Mulder, uh, I think it is, Or oh, and Cardiff. So I think it'll just be, um, well I think everyone uses a four three three or a four two three one nowadays, yeah. don't they? I think it'll just be a mix of them two. But I think for me personally, I think Rashford will probably be the safest bet because I mean, Ollie goodness, Olshai is probably. If anything, I think he was their youth coach or something, wasn't he? So I think he'll just try and yeah. use all the, the young um, local talent. And I think Rashford, he's again, I think he's been one of the better form players recently as well. So I think uh, Martial and Rashford, you could get, but I mean, all, I think I can't remember his exact record, but I'm sure Ole Gunnar Solskjaer won like, three games in, like, half a season at Cardiff, which is just great for a Liverpool fan. But, um, yeah, I mean, firstly, just react to the news, and then if it impacts your selecting of Man United player. I know some uh, Liverpool fans don't like picking Everton and Man U fans. If if Mark's listening to this, he's already had a go at me today. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, your reaction to the news and how it impacts fantasy for you.
1: Well, first of all, based on the news, it was bittersweet, really, wasn't it? The fact that Mm -hmm. he was sacked on the back of us tonking them. but We did really want him to stay, didn't we? Because it was just a car crash that was continuing to spiral out of control. So, in reality, we did actually want him to stay because it was actually fun to watch. Although, I wouldn't say I'm putting much hope in, so Shire turning the fortunes around. So, it might be a damage limitation uh, effort for them and just try and secure the top six position and get European football, if that's what you want to call it, next year in the Europa League for them. But um, looking at their fixtures, they have got actually a nice little run. So he's coming in and he, had, he has got a little bit of time on the side over the Christmas period. So they've got Cardiff away this weekend to start, which could be a, you know, a little bit feisty down there, given obviously Warnock and are going back mm-hmm. to Cardiff where he obviously relegated them time they were in the Premiership. So, that could be a nice tasty atmosphere. And a 5.30 kick-off as well, so the, the Welsh fans will be well up for that. And then they've got a nice uh, Christmas period with a home back-to-back of Huddersfield, Bournemouth. And then they finish the year uh, away, well, finish slash start the year at Newcastle. Um, so, they've got a nice four little run bounce, then they go to Spurs, then they've got a little run of fixtures, which is quite handy. So, I'm going to Hold off any immediate transfers for them, but as you've mentioned, Martial and Rashford are probably the ones you're going to look at, um, purely because they can't defend, so I can't imagine Solskjaer is the type to come in and secure them at the back, so it we'll probably sway away from any defenders. And uh, at the 6.9 for Rashford and 7.3 for Martial,
2: mm.
1: the pretty good prices for what you could pick up, so I'll probably take this week to look at, see a the line up and the system, and then you go from there really. And I could be tempted to pick one of them up um, on a cheap basis of a cheap forward, but I'm not going to be jumping ship anytime soon to them lot. So it's going to take something exceptional. I did think about Martial earlier in the season, but I swayed away. Oh, I got Martial and it burnt me. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it's fair to say. I mean you'd rather be late than early with, with this one. I mean, I'll ask you this just because it's pretty funny. I mean, Jay, could it get worse <laughs> for Man United? I mean,
1: yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, Mourinho
0: yeah. is, yeah, Mourinho is one of the best, was, was, I'll say was, was one of the best managers in the world. And Oli Gunnar His record is relegating Cardiff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it could get a lot worse before it gets any better. It would be lovely to see, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. And, I had to laugh yesterday. I think it was Paul Ince mentioned they need a real Manchester heart in Hughes and Bruce. (laughs) You're rubbing your hands together if you get one of them in yeah. Mate, if that was Steve Bruce, imagine the content. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, they're there to be shot at. That's all I can say, because you never know. The fans have wanted Mourinho out for a long time. They've been very divided. They're obviously going to unite behind Solskjaer. So it could potentially get a bit of positivity at the ground, but the the team just looks so disjointed and they look a team of individuals and a team of egos. So it'd be interesting if someone who's managed Man United Reserves and Cardiff in a relegation battle and then taking them down can deal with the likes of Sanchez, Pogba, Lukaku, Marcial, um, just to name a few. And then mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, they could be battling for six with the likes of Bournemouth, Watford, Everton, West Ham, Leicester. That (laughs) mid-table region of the best of the rest.
2: That sounds so beautiful to hear that. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Uh, but, Simon, I mean, just your thoughts on it. Do you think it could yeah. actually get worse? I mean, maybe they want to finish out with the Europa League, and that's the idea behind hiring Solskjaer.
2: That's what I was going to say, actually. Yeah, it does feel like they've all, they've pretty much just already written off the entire season, and maybe that's their plan, is just to kind of just to get the season ended, and maybe not being in Europe. I mean, we've seen how that's benefited us in the past as well, and and uh, ch- ch- Chelsea of course, they they kind of benefited from it. And I also think, I mean, as bad as Jose has been, I mean, he's I mean he did get that win away to you Ju- away to Juventus, so he does have those type of wins in his pocket. Whereas I don't think <laughs> like I don't think we're gonna see him uh, him beating PSG in, mm-hmm. in Paris, you know, whereas Jose they had the ability to win that match, I just don't, like, I think they're gonna get absolutely hammered. I and mean, he doesn't really have, he has, n- like, no experience in, in that type of a match at all. They like, could have no idea how to win that. Match. So I think, I think it will get a little bit worse, but it, that's, pr- it does feel like maybe that's what they will, in, in a weird way, they kind of want to just, end it all and rebuild from scratch again. You're not seeing a Demetrio-style
0: European cha- <laughs> Champions League win there.
2: <laughs> do you have not. <laughs> uh,
0: bloody hell. But no, I, I thought we might as well bring that up. I mean, I fully agree with what you both said there. I mean, it could get worse and I kind of expect it to. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, other than Rashford and uh, Martial, I, I, I don't see anyone either. Even, even then, them two are still quite expect, I mean, Chikorito's a lot cheaper, so is Rondon, just looking at my team. Um, But to segue into that, I mean, Jay, you mentioned, um, United are kind of battling with the Bournemouths, and stuff like that. Um, They've been a a, a team, especially in the, probably the first third of the season, that people have been picking up assets, and Wilson, Fraser, I mean, even Brooks, um, have have got a lot of love, but um, they've really gone off the boil, haven't they, Jay? Yeah,
1: yeah, If you look at the past fixtures and results, sorry, they've they've only picked up one win in the last five, and that was at home to Huddersfield. And then the upcoming fixtures over the Christmas period, they've got Brighton, which is a local derby on the south coast for them this weekend, and then they go to Spurs and Man United over the Christmas uh, time. So, realistically, you wouldn't expect them to pick up more than one or two points in them, maybe three or four, if they get a win against Brighton, but going to Spurs and Man United over the Christmas period, and they could be struggling there. And Wilson is still shown to be injured, so he has been the main goal for us. Freezer this past few weeks, with Wilson being out, has gone a lot quieter in terms of assists, and he seems to bounce a lot off uh, Callum Wilson. So for me, I think it might be time to cash in on Freezer in my midfield. Although he was a bargain buy um There is other bargains available across other teams and maybe Bournemouth will want to step away for a few weeks while they've got a busy period and they've only got a really small squad anyway. So they could potentially pick up a few more injuries. So I guess it's time to step away from Bournemouth, maybe readdress them at the end of January. You have to get a couple more players in over the the window and they settle back down into one game a week. And then they obviously get back into the rhythm, maybe a few more players are back fit. So at the moment, there my team, you have got players involved within them. After this weekend against Brighton at home, maybe you cash in because I can't see them picking up much away at Spurs and at Man United.
0: Mhm. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think Fraser's owned by about twenty-eight percent of people. I think Wilson was like thirty-five. I was just quickly checking there. Um, I have Fraser as well. I I recently moved off Wilson. Um. Simon, uh, firstly, do you own any of the any of these Bournemouth players? And is there anyone that you could probably see as a as a potential replacement, especially for Fraser? Because I think if Wilson comes back, he might still be a good asset, but I think it, it, yeah,
2: it's still a risky um, move. I have Fraser as well. I, I had Wilson earlier on in the season, and I mm-hmm. sold him for Jimenez, and then Wilson went on a crazy run but I actually think overall they've probably picked up about the same amount of points by now. Him and has probably done better in the last month. Um but I think you're I think you're right. I think Wilson's probably worth hanging on to I think he'll probably still tick over. Um Fraser's someone I've been thinking about getting rid of, but I'm probably gonna hold him for the Brighton match. Mm, like, so yeah. Um I just don't think it's worth getting rid of him. Yeah, I'm not, not really expecting much from, but it just feels like the, the kind of a bad time. But there's the one person I was looking at is Snodgrass, um, just because he's kind of the same. I feel like he, he offers the same type of uh, kind of value, and he's about, I think he's 5.4. So he's kind of in and around that same price range, depending on when you bought Fraser in. um. And I think he seems like the best way to go because the fixers kind of turn. Um, The fixers are still pretty good for West Ham for a little while. And then maybe Pereira at Wofford. He's 6.2, so it's not that much of an upgrade. I think he's also pretty good. But he seems to be just getting returns quite sporadically, but he seems to kind of hit big returns every once in a while and Watford have a fairly okay run of fixtures. It's quite mixed but um, the next two are pretty bad. West Ham away to, to Chelsea at home but then they got Newcastle home Bournemouth away Palace away and Burnley at home the four after that. So if you did move Ryan Fraser on next week you could probably just bench bench him for one after something. But those yeah. two would probably be what I'd say the kind of People who are on form who have a nice run of fixtures over the Christmas period and they're both nailed on as well, which is always pretty important at this time of year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was I was looking through
0: Fraser, Fraser I should say um, alternatives, and I mean, I was looking at players like Sully March, who's uh, pretty much uh, one point three cheaper, I think. But I mean, but if if Bournemouth have bad fixtures, I mean, Brighton's is just abysmal. <laughs> just any, anyone, move off Brighton players if you have them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, is there anyone you you'd be eyeing to replace Fraser? I mean, Watford, um, not the best fixtures and. Pereira, as as Simon said, very sporadic scorer, and he seems to do one big game rather than constant middling games, um, which might be an issue for some people. But um, is, is there anyone you, you'd look to replace Fraser?
1: I'm just having a quick look now, and all the you, you would class the lower end teams within the table. You don't none of them have barely got a nice friendly fixture list, as you'd say, coming up. Um, they all seem to have at least one paper. Or pink game within the next three or four. So you're kind of gambling on a bargain that you might pick up. I mean, one player that is potentially worth picking up is Callum Patterson at Cardiff. He's classed as a midfield. He's only 5.3, but obviously he's playing their striker role. Um, they're at home, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, on to Man United this weekend, but then they go to Palace, Leicester, and then they've got a couple of home games against Spurs and Huddersfield. They tend to be a home team card if it looks like they're going to gamble all their eggs in the baskets so of we'll try and pick up as many points as we can at home and everything we get away from home is a bonus um so he is one that you could look at for 5.3 as a uh, maybe your fifth choice midfielder if you if you do operate with a four and then given the time of year managers like to rotate so you might get a game like i had this weekend with son and all right he did come off the bench but he That was in pure desperation, obviously, for Spurs. If they were a couple of goals up, I can't imagine some would have actually featured at that point. Um, Other than that, you're you're kind of scrambling around towards the likes of Wolves with uh, Adama Traore, Cavallero, um, but Jota as well. Yeah, you're you're sort of gambling with points of maybe you might get a two-pointer if the... uh, Put in a, a 90, 90 minutes, but they don't keep a clean sheet. And will you get a full 90 minutes out of players such as Triora and you know, They can tend to come off the bench, um, especially with Wolves having such a set outside. Uh, other than that, there's not a lot of uh, standout players knocking around in the, the lower end uh, team. So I'm, I'm kind of stumped on what you could actually. Slump for at the moment the only one bargain one who does play is Kante at 4.9 but if you just want to maybe guarantee yourself a potential clean sheet and points every week he is a bargain midfielder that you could pick up at a high level club who will have a chance to keep more clean sheets really
0: I was as well I was looking at a what a Kante's teammates and I think he's the exact same prices for it as Frieza right now and that's Pedro Um, obviously not a guaranteed starter, but I think Hazard's starting to move um, more into the striker role, so I think Pedro and William are kind of playing a bit more and obviously they have uh, five decent fixtures on the bounce, I mean is Pedro an option or or are you still put off by Chelsea's front free rotation? I'll
1: go to Jay with that. He's probably uh, um, a safer option as it stands the past few weeks but you just don't know what Sarri's going to do obviously he's got Hazard playing the false nine or whatever you want to call it he's done that last season with Mertens and he converted Mertens into a goal machine so maybe he's decided to give up on Morata or he's maybe making a statement to the board saying look I've not got a striker can we invest in January in a striker because that's the one thing that they are missing I think if Chelsea do get a top-end striker, I don't know who that could be. Um, but that could be the difference between Chelsea maybe lingering in further fourth to mount on a challenge with us and City. City. Um, but Pedro does seem a good option, 6.3 million. He's probably only going to rise if he continues to feature over the next few weeks. And uh, I think one of the players I sort of glanced at was Milovojevic, but he doesn't mm. have very good fixtures at Palace. He does take the penalties and free kicks. That was the only thing I could maybe put in his favour. I did have him last season, but he was a lot cheaper. He was around about 4.8 million last year. But then he had a run towards the end of the season when he was collecting points for fun. So obviously the uh, the game players have looked at that. And obviously, if you want to go in a higher bracket and gamble on a player from a rival, Richardson is still Mm. picking up points on a regular basis, but. Other than that, there's not a lot about, and it's a, it's a tough time of the year, so maybe you just have to work with a solid bench and have players who are going to come off your bench and feature for the lower league sides and maybe pick it up the twos and fours or sixes every week if you get a good clean sheet.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we've covered that quite well, but I'll move up um, in terms of price bracket. I mentioned um, Chelsea have some decent fixtures there. I mean... I kind of went off Hazard a few weeks ago Obviously, he had that big, massive drought. And, um, well, that kind of stopped the best player in the world bullshit that was coming out of uh, Chelsea Twitter. <laughs> but, um, Simon, is there now an argument to get Hazard back? I mean, I'll, I'll just get his return up in the recent games. 13-9, uh, and nine, uh, and then 5-6. and six. He seems to have come back into some sort of form. I mean, is, is Hazard now audible again?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he I think he he unfortunately he is. And I mean unfortunately in that I can't really afford to buy him in, so I'm not gonna be able to buy him for a little while. Um Salah to Hazard is a tempting prospect, but Salah is kinda of just feels like he's kind of also starting to hit form as well. And woes away Newcastle at home. I mean that's you know, I'd expect him to score at least one or two in that, I think. But Hazard He's an interesting one. Um, like you, I had him for a little while and then he went. He kind of went off in a bit of a bad spell for him and I, I traded him in for Sterling, which um, she, Sterling hasn't really done that well recently, but he's been definitely doing a lot better than Hazard. Hazard is back up to the top points midfielder now. Um, like I think if you can... I mean, this is probably kind of... Go off on a little bit of a tangent, but I do think that we might be at a point where you're better just investing all your money in midfield and trying to get, mm-hmm. say, something like Hazard, Sterling, Salah, Sane, three of them, four, even all four, if you've got the money. I think you could, and then you could, you could, you could, you, you could, make you, you look keep at the Aubame likes of there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Aubameyang. Yeah, he's uh, he's very frustrating. But I mean, I think there's enough in the budget. People up front, or e- you could even keep one expensive person, and you know, you've got like Ings, Jimenez, Wilson, and um, Rondon. I mean, they're gonna, they will be, they, they should pick up some like a, a, a small amount of points, and they're all nailed on. So, I am looking to just start to move money from my front line to try and afford that, um Hazard Sterling. Salah three in midfield would be what I'd be trying to move towards eventually, maybe on the wild card.
0: Oh God, I'm looking at Aubameyang now. I could do it. <laughs> uh, I've still got nine point eight million if I if I move uh, if I get Hazard <laughs> Salah, if,
1: if you've got nine point eight, could I tempt you with a Kevin De Bruyne at nine point seven.
0: Oh, no, 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 this is if I put Hazard in midfield for Ali oh, oh, and then oh, have right. a gap, gap up front. But no going to he,
1: he's just, he's fourth, or fifth, sorry, in the price brackets at the moment for midfielders. Um, I think available on mine, who I haven't got, but mm. he, he just, it, if he stays fit over the next few weeks, Man City always seem to have five, six good fixtures, then maybe one mm. challenge on one. Is he going to work his way back into the team? And could you jump the gun and maybe gamble and get him in early before he hits that peak form? And his price was above ten million.
2: I don't, I don't think he's going to play at the weekend. Personally, I think he's going to play. He Played because, last night, didn't he? Yeah, because he'll he'll want him fit for the match against us. So I imagine he'll play Boxing Day. Um, yeah, the Boxing Day match, and then maybe miss the one before us. Um, so I think he's going to miss their two kind of easier fixtures, but it's, it's, it is a, ri- a risk that could pay off. Um, but I do think that Sterling and Sterling and Sane are probably at the m- moment the better midfielders to own just because I think they're, they're the most advanced and they're both on form. Um, but De Bruyne, it will certainly be in contention pretty soon. It's going to be hard to fit in all these midfielders all well, these midfielders into our teams now. not. we just got to get cheaper defenders now. Got to move yeah. it
0: somehow. <laughs> well, but, uh... I did, while,
2: so, while you were just saying that there, I did have a quick sneaky little thing and I actually can get Hazard in for a hit. Oh God. <laughs> <I'm> between... <laughs> it's tempting, but he could be, he could miss the next match though. He's flagged, but I think there might be a, a cup hit. Injury, though, I'd say, isn't it? Are they playing in the yeah. Cup? Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. No, yeah, they have Bournemouth tonight, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so yeah. yeah. maybe it's it's just one of those kind of fake flags. He has an ankle injury, apparently.
0: Yeah, he has one of them Europa League guys' things, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's quite interesting, especially on Kevin De Bruyne, because... Might be. Well, obviously, we don't know when we'll be next podding with all with all the Christmas and New Year's stuff. Um, if we probably might be in January, and we could possibly talk about new signings and stuff then. But um, yeah, I mean, it, Kevin De Bruyne long term, I think he could become possibly a bigger option after the Liverpool game. I mean, let's just have a, let me just get City's actual fixtures up. So Wolves, Huddersfield, Newcastle—that's after they play us. So yeah, that could, I mean that could be a good option. But obviously we saw Aguero come back last night as well. Who he wasn't in the best of form and obviously was injured as well. Um, Simon, I'll start. With, is is Aguero back in the reckoning now? Because I mean you mentioned your frustration
2: on Aubameyang there. Yeah. Uh I don't know. He's probably my—he's one of my favourite FPL. Players and I think for the first few months it was he was just it was almost quite weird how n- nailed on he was, but I worried that Jesus is starting to hit a bit of form. I mean he scored like I didn't think he's played particularly well, but he was pretty good in the last match. He scored two and he came off the bench again there over the weekend um in the cup um but or sorry last. Night in the match, but um, I just have a feeling that maybe Jesus is gonna start to see a lot more time than he did for, for the first few months. So I don't know. It just feels like there's a lot there, you know, Sterling, De Bruyne, uh, Aguero, Jesus, Sane, Mares. I mean, who are they all? You know, that's it's a lot more rotation than we had before, and we he hasn't really played Jesus and. Agüero up front very often. I think there was a point where he seemed to try it out for about a month or so, and it didn't really seem to work. So I don't think they're both going to play. So I think it's it's tempting, but I think for the for for these weeks where there's a lot of fixtures back to back, I probably wouldn't hop on him. I mean, having said that, he's probably going to score a hat trick against Crystal Palace though. But and he and he also only seems to play well at home so it's um, it could be it might be one of those kind of wait and see until uh, after these next four matches and if he looks back to being fit and maybe maybe he will become first choice again and and use will just be on the bench but um, yeah it's tempting but I think I preferred the midfield options.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jay, your your thoughts on, well, let's say Jesus for Aguero at the minute. It is only against the Everton, shall we
1: add? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm never really impressed with Jesus at all. I think he sort of got quite lucky in his career and the fact of he'd come into Man City at a young age and they're such a great team. If you're a half-decent forward, you're going to get at least three or four chances a game. So the chances are you're going to take one or two. So I think he's kind of landed on his feet as such with Man City. Um, He doesn't strike me as a forward who would get involved physically and want to run the channels too much, uh, where Aguero does now run a bit more around and get involved. Uh, I did jump ship, obviously, on Aguero and went to Kane, and it's not really paid off massively in the past few weeks. So it could be one to look back at in a week or two if Aguero does work his way back in but given obviously the fixture condition it might just be a case of one gets a like, uh, 70 minutes one week and the next week it's the other lad who gets 70 minutes but you can bet your bottom dollar that Aguero being be in on the 3rd of January when we play them and unfortunately he does let like a go at the to against Liverpool so hate to say that but yeah and I'll just have a quick look across the the forward players who are available. There's quite a lot of injuries in mm. highly selected players, obviously Vardy, uh Wilson and um who else is it called? Murata. Um Welber. <laughs> well yeah, well yeah. But one player who I did have and I'm sure a few people did as well and they've sort of surprised me in looking at his he's only selected by ten percent of players now is Lacazette. Um, obviously he's had a little bit of a a knock and he was out the team, but will Emery now go back to starting Lacazette through the middle and shifting Aubameyang back wide? Because it's not really worked for Aubameyang through the middle, and obviously the price difference is almost £2 between them two, and given what happened at the weekend at Southampton, um, will that sort of give them a wake-up call? We'll, We'll find out more tonight in who starts and who plays the most minutes obviously in the the League Cup game, but he might be one I jump back into in the next week or two, um, given they've got a nice little run of fixtures over the Christmas period, Man, Liverpool but they've got Burnley, Brighton, then us, then Fulham, West Ham. So they've got favourable fixtures where they they obviously are, like to have a shootout with teams, so that could be another one just to keep an eye out for.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that that's a good segue there because I, 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 I didn't plan to talk about um, Arsenal but I didn't realise their fixtures are quite good. Um Simon, your your thoughts on Lacazette possibly being an option. I mean he's kind of one of the only middle range strikers, probably him and Vardy, um that actually play. But um I'm just looking at um, Lacazette's minutes. He's not played ninety minutes in one, two, three, four in five games. He's he's played um three halves, zero and twenty five minutes. So I mean do you think Obviously they got well, they got pretty much embarrassed by Southampton. Do you think that um, could change um, at Arsenal in terms of luck as it? I
2: actually, I actually own him and Aubameyang. <laughs> if I done oh, it, that happened. I forgot yeah. you did that. <laughs> I tried. Like <laughs> it, I, I, got him. In, I got like I said, in two weeks ago. After having a look at the fixtures and thinking that they'd both been scoring well, they've both scored points off. Off the bench quite often as well. And I thought that, um, at the time, like their legs, like their run of four fixers, which was, uh, Huddersfield at home, uh, Southampton away. And then now they've got Burnley at home and Brighton away. I expected quite a lot. And between them, I think they've got, I think there's one assist from Lacazette is all that they've picked up in the last two. So it hasn't, it hasn't worked out at all, and I instantly regret it, and I'm getting Lacazette out of my team this week for a hit. That's pretty much what I'm doing, I'm, and I'm going to move the money into midfield. So personally, I obviously don't re- recommend buying them, but it might just be more of a personal... Um, like, I think if you don't own either... I'd probably get Lacazette just because they do seem to offer kind of the same ish returns and they're both as nailed as each other. So you might be better spending less money. Um, but I don't know what to do with Obama Yang either. I mean, he's really just pissed me off. I mean, he was doing yeah. so well and he had, and then they have a really nice run of fixtures, but he's been, I mean, I watched the, just feel match and he missed a few like really easy chances and I think he missed one that was nearly harder not to miss you know he's a strange person and he's a very high conversion rate as well so there was always a worry of there being a big kind of a dip off which is probably what we're starting to see so personally I don't think you need both of them <laughs> I'm proof of that experiment I didn't, told there. you I told you that <laughs> I know you <laughs> I just it's looked so good on paper running some of the fixtures. It's like what was I thinking? Two Arsenal attackers. So I'm definitely I'm just I'm gonna get rid of Lacazette for now. Um, mm. uh, just because I, I don't um because I can I can buy the I can buy the people that I I want without having to lose Aubameyang. But Aubameyang to Aguero is probably what I'd look at in like. A week or two as well if it looks like he's a person to buy it as I said there or I might just um, leave yang for a little while and see if he can find his form again
0: Yeah I mean whilst we're on Yang more so I'm not sure he must be one of the most owned strikers yeah 36.6% um, I think he's still joint top goal scorer just about but he's having a very weird season he doesn't seem to do, well, he's got a few decent returns when he's played 90 minutes, but I think there were some games where he got a lot of points coming off the bench and stuff like that. I mean, is Aubameyang almost like having a false season, if you get what I mean, that he's getting many returns, but it's in limited numbers rather than someone you can rely on? I
1: probably, yeah, um, yeah, looking over his whole season, it is in fits and starts, he's He started the season with a run of two points per game in the first three games. Then he got an eight or five or seven, then two. Then he had his two good weeks, when obviously he came off the bench and got uh, two against Fulham, so he bagged 15 that week. Then he got a couple of the week after against Leicester. Then he got one against Palace. And then he has a run again of a couple of weeks of two points. Then a couple more good weeks, and then a couple more bad weeks. So, in theory, as... Aubameyang goes the last three weeks he scored 2-5-2 and two. so Burnley at home this weekend if it goes to the plan he should get a couple of goals but you don't know how that's going to work out and then they got Brighton away so it depends what position he starts and I always find he, he is better coming from the left hand side and working off Lacazette but it's obviously what uh, formation Emory wants to go with he sort of played it with a rotation of one in and one out with the Europa League. So it was one would start the Europa League game, one would start the Premiership, especially when they were playing at home anyway. Um, Or they'd start from the bench and come on the Europa League just to obviously give them a bit of experience. But for me, his price just puts me off at £11.5 He will get you the goals across the season, but it's a big price to gamble on a player who has very patchy form. I'd rather, all right, Kane has been a bit patchy lately, but in the second half of the season, Kane always seems to consistently score at least one every week or every other week. So, for me, I'd probably gamble my money on Kane for the second half of the season and sway away from Aubameyang. And, yeah, I don't really know much else. It depends. I could see a big striker maybe coming in the Premier League over the uh, January window. I don't know where and who. But Chelsea seemed to be in the market for one and Manchester United might somehow decide that it's worth throwing 60-70 million at some 29-year-old or 30-year-old like Higuain and he could come in and have a lightning start and then just fade away. Like We're still waiting on Vardy and stuff to actually hit. And Firmino, we should add in as well. Yeah, Look, Jack... I, I, I popped Firmino in last last couple of weeks and to be honest this is a a good little segue I was going to bring up the question of what do you both think on ownable Liverpool players at the moment, obviously majority have Salah but I've got Firmino and Trent and Trent's rumoured to be back for the Newcastle game Mm. Um, but who have you got in your teams and who would you maybe tip as a player to get or a player to avoid
0: well, I'll start with that and then I'll let you go. Um, sorry, but I've got Alisson because, well, our, our defensive record is just silly. Um, I've got Alisson, Robertson and Salah because I think Salah, again, he'll improve in the in the new year uh, when we're out, well, not out of the Champions League but not playing the Champions League and the focus doesn't swap around every, every fortnight and... Um, yeah, I think they're probably three of the most honorable ones. Mane is a bit patchy, isn't he? In general, I'm not actually sure if that's true, but just looking at his performance and stuff, he, he is a bit he is a bit patchy. Um, it's it's really weird who to avoid because our midfield there's not really much is there a, 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 like the actual midfield is not Salah and Mane, so there's not really much to speak of there. And defence, because there's so many injuries, I mean, you could probably even get Lovren in for the Christmas period and not feel terrible about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the fact that we've got so many injuries in defence, I mean, probably all the defenders you could think of are, are worth owning, maybe not at right back, because as you said, Trent's coming back and we don't know if Milner will play there or Klein will get a, a, an actual run there. But, yeah, I mean, centre-back, left-back goalkeeper's probably the most safest owns, I suppose.
2: Simon, yeah. you... yeah, uh, I have Salah and Robertson um, and I'm probably not going to be getting rid of either of those two um, I just, I think they just both I mean Robertson is going to kind of take away with a, a few attacking returns here and there and he seems like apart from Van Dyke and Allison, I think he's definitely the best nailed on at the back um, he'll probably miss he's missed one match and he might miss one more I'd I'm a little bit afraid he couldn't miss the Newcastle home game. Um, that seems to be the match that's most likely to see a few players rested. But, um, I think Trent is, I actually, I bought Trent in the week that he got injured. Um, so I got rid of him quite fast. I had a very bad, my last few weeks have been made some pretty bad moves, but, um, I probably, if I had threat now, I probably would hold on to him for a little while, just the fact that he's back soon. But I don't know if, um, we're going to see a bit more of rotation now that we've got technically three or four options when we've got everyone fit at, in that spot. Um, then the only other player is Shaqiri, who is tempting mm-hmm. because he's cheap and I, he's surely he's kind of, at least nailed on to start most matches or get a fair r- run off the bench if we need him. Um, and he seems to have a pretty good eye for scoring as well. I think he scored like five and he's got three or four assists, uh, which is pretty good for 7.1. I mean, that's pretty cheap for the return. So, um, and then Mane. As you said, I think he does, he kind of seems to fire hot and cold and um, the rest of the midfield, I wouldn't really go near in terms of FPL. There's not much value there. And Firmino is, I think you can find, bet. like, I think I'd nearly opt for someone like, like a Wilson or an um, Ings over him and use the money to like buy a premium midfielder or upgrade your defense or something like that.
1: Mm. yeah it's a tough one I have looked at Shaqiri a couple of times and it's just the fact that he's not going to start more than one in three but I think this could be if you're going to have a little gamble over the next two games Wolves and Newcastle I think he could be in contention given his performance off the bench at the weekend to feature against Wolves and as uh, Simon mentioned, I think Newcastle is probably the game where we're going to see heavy rotation. So you, you'd expect the likes of Trent to come back in and maybe get 60 minutes under his belt. Robertson could be rested from Moreno. Obviously, the back two is the back two at the moment in the central positions, and then the midfield seems to be on a, on a weekly rotation anyway. But I think that could be the game where we will see Sturridge maybe get 60, 75 minutes and Shaqiri maybe get a run out as well, given the fact that we've got a four-day or five-day turnaround between Wolves and Newcastle. I think it is five days. And then we've got a three-day turnaround between Newcastle and Arsenal. And then we've got another four- or five-day turnaround between Arsenal and Man City. So, I think that's when we'll see a heavy rotation in the middle of the uh, Christmas period will be Newcastle. And that's 7.1 million. If you are going to maybe throw in a wild player in the midfield, it could be Shakiri.
0: Yeah, I mean, Shakiri is one I just completely forgot about, if I'm honest. Um, but I just realised we're nearly up to an hour now. But I, before we finish up, I mean, obviously we've got a busy period up, so there'll be loads of transfers to do. But, um, Jay, have you, have you done your transfers
1: this week? No. Um... And I don't really know where to start because (laughs) um, looking at my team, I've got now, I'll quickly fly through it. Right in goal. um, Defenders are Arnold, Chilwell, both with triangles, Dunk, Bennett, and Wambasaka. So it's kind of a bad bunch at the back, really, given what's injured. Um, My midfield lines up I've got Fraser, Sane, Salah, Son. Sorry for all the S's. And Stevens (laughs) on the bench. And then my front (laughs) three is Kane, Chesterito and Firmino. So I might just stick with my front line this week, uh, given West Ham are at home to Watford. Um, Kane's going to the F, so hopefully he'll do us a favour. And Firmino, I think, will keep his position for this week. And then he might get a rest against Newcastle. Um, So I'm probably going to make a change within the defensive area. Mm. And as we said earlier on, looking at Brighton's fixtures, probably trying to bail on Duncan, bail on uh, Matt Ryan as well, so they could be the the targets in in a long-term upgrade for the better goalkeeper.
0: Leicester haven't been very good either with Chilwell, so
1: that might be want to move on. He's he's also got a triangle, so he didn't feature last night, and Chelsea away this weekend, I can't see them keeping a clean sheet there as well, so some major surgery required at the back.
0: Yeah, I'd probably move on a couple of defenders. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who to. But um, Simon, uh, your transfers, if you've done
2: them. I haven't done them yet, but I'm going to do Lacazette to Danny Ings. Um, will be my first transfer just to get money in the bank, and then I'm going to take a hit. Then obviously, and I'm going to either do Hoberg to to um Sane or Fraser to Hazard. So I'm really
1: beefing mm-hmm. up
2: the midfield, um, and then I'm probably going to bench Jimenez this week then, because I'll have like a pretty strong front. Um, well, depending if I do the Hazard yeah. move or not, but um, yeah, Sane has been annoying me, so I'll, 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 pro- I'll probably do that. But Hazard is uh, a little option that I've just realised that I can afford now, so. You really want me to
0: get rid of Aubameyang for Hazard, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm working
2: that in over Christmas, I will. I think that uh it's it sounds crazy on paper because Aubameyang does self at, at home. and I know that I've just that I'm g- getting rid of a Arsenal attacker but if you only have a B- Aubameyang, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one. Oh, Just never know oh. with Arsenal, do you?
0: I'll yeah, I'll further dis- I'll further discuss this in, in WhatsApp afterwards. But for me <laughs> I've gone from um I got rid of Kennedy who's had um, injury problems uh, and I think he's got an orange triangle of death again I've gone from Kennedy to Gibbs White who obviously plays for Wolves and sporadically gets points but I think he's one of the cheapest midfielders who gets decent minutes so I thought I'd price up there and then, uh, as we've been saying throughout the pod I, I, I've got some experimenting to do over the Christmas period um, but we'll finish on captain picks Jay, who have you got um, as your captain at the minute and if you're going to change it or whatever
1: It's currently down as High Kane. Um, but I fancy Sally For, for this week mm. um, Sane could be an option With Palace at home He could run a bit riot But you just don't know If Pep's going to decide all oh, This week's the week That I'm going to start selling and Mardes And leave Sane on the bench Because Sane seems to be The one who either Gets benched Or gets taken mm. off After 60-65 minutes He, he didn't so, play
0: last night So that might be a good sign For the weekend at least
1: yeah, he got pulled last weekend, didn't he, though, against Everton. He was uh, he was pulled off pretty early on. I think it was around about 58, 60 minutes. He didn't play much. Uh, so I just got this feeling Salah's going to have a good one on Friday night um, and put us top of the table for Christmas so we all have a nice present. So I think I'm going to go with Salah this week.
0: Interesting pick, interesting pick. Um, Sorry, si, who have you got it on?
2: Sterling at the moment. I'll buy my young vice-captain. And that's, I'll probably stick with that. I mean, I know he played a little bit last night, but I think he's going to make up for that horrendous penalty by scoring five, five goals against Crystal Palace. So <laughs> that would be my Christmas present as long as we win as well, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, not asking for that's not asking for too much, is it? No, no. As long as Liverpool win six still
0: shit, you to win yeah, five. Yeah, uh, <laughs> But uh, I've got it as the opposite of you. I've got Aubameyang as captain and Sterling as vice captain. If he screws it up, I can finally, well, I can justify Aubameyang getting shot into the sun. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, if if Aubameyang screws it against Burnley at home, who have been abysmal this season, uh, yeah. He's he's gone for me as
2: well if he doesn't score. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, But we'll finish up there, guys. I mean, anything anything you want to plug? I'll start with you, Jay.
1: Uh, No, nothing this week. Um, Obviously, I was on a face-off with yourself um, over the last couple of days, looking at the glorious Man United win, but... Games are coming thick and fast now, so I'm sure the pods are going to come thick and fast as well. So you'll probably catch me on something over the next week and a half. If not, uh, wish anyone and everyone a merry Christmas, have a cracking New Year as well, and hopefully the Reds are continuing to be tough going into 2019.
0: Absolutely, and Simon, anything you want to plug?
2: that's the plug, no. Just the usual holiday banter, um, and. Yeah, hopefully we'll win our next four now, and we'll be twelve points ahead of Man City by the first week of January. <laughs> just something small, you know. No, just yeah. Hopefully we can uh, we can keep the wins up now. Anyway, and I'm looking forward to heading out to the pub and watching the match on Friday night. Which is oh yeah, that's actually something to mention that there's a, f- a deadline uh, yeah I'll earlier sure. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, good show. I think that's a a perfect plug to finish on. Uh, Remember, there is a Friday night game. I'm sure as Liverpool fans, we won't forget. (laughs) Um, But yeah, plug for me, um, uh, 1UP, there's a 2019 preview, and uh, yeah, face off that Jay mentioned, I'm I'm not sure how relevant that'll be, because people will be listening to the Wolves preview stuff, but anyway, um, yeah, 1UP, do check that out if you're into your video games and stuff. But thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye.